The DI Guys Podcast was created to share the best ideas, strategies, and concepts so you can have conversations to help you exponentially grow your DI sales. While they may have lost their hair, they have not lost their minds. Here are the DI Guys, Chris Carlson and Mike Cogdo. This is Chris Carlson, and welcome to this episode of the DI Guys podcast. As always, I'm here with my co-host, a good friend, Mike Cogdell. Mike, what is going on in the beautiful city of Denver today? Let's start with mask mandates have been lifted as of midnight tonight in Denver City, Denver County, Arapahoe, Jefferson, Douglas, which means nothing to our viewers unless you live out here. But let's just say the contiguous touching counties, surrounding counties, metro counties are all basically doing mask removals, which means government buildings, all public buildings, schools, parents can still have their child mask if they want. Uh, so that's a good thing. Other item, we finally have got a bunch of snow. We also have bitter cold, but you know what? I'm only speaking to another 200 million people in America that have had crazy weather for the last week. But when it gets negative 13, even in Denver, Colorado, that's really cold. So things are bright and sunny today, looking good. I'm looking forward to the weekend and just kind of hanging out. What if I was shaking in the great Pacific Northwest? I know I was just there the other day, and actually you presented me with some decent weather. So thank you for that, and we had a good chance to meet you. So what's going on now? Well, you know, Mike, it's kind of funny uh, when you talk about the mask mandates or being removed in Colorado. It made me think of Florida and what has gone on there for a while, but more importantly, is you have a very good friend in Florida that recently got an honor that I think we should talk about on this episode. Yeah, Chris, thank you so much. That is just awesome that, that you remembered. Uh, I just learned this week that one of my dearest friends in the world actually consider him like a brother, Bob Herman, and many people know Bob Herman. He's the managing, or he's the RVP, not managing, I'm sorry. He's the RVP, Regional Vice President for Disability down in Florida. Started his career actually with me, and another good friend of mine who's now with Standard Oregon, Brian Lopper, so many years ago that we forgot and we all had some hair in Chicago. But he was a recently and will be inducted. He made the Hall of Fame at Principal, which is is an accomplishment unto itself. It's uh, 15 years of qualifying, which means you're kind of really one of the top two dogs or three dogs uh, from the entire organization in a given year that, that, that stays on top. So Bob in March, I believe, will be inducted. Bob Herman will be inducted into the Hall of Fame. For their annual sales conference and i'm just so proud of the fact that, that, that he's not to be vain but he gets to stand shoulder to shoulder with me who i was inducted a couple of years ago the other disability recipients in my lifetime that i remember what i think is kevin quinn from columbus ohio and peter Estra, a bga out of miami florida who is also a dear friend and we all started way back around the same time so bob hats off to you and i'm really proud of your accomplishments over the last almost 30 years so way to go bob Rarefied air for the four of you that you that you had mentioned, Mike. So, uh, you know, thank you. I'll add my congratulations to Bob. He is one heck of a great human being, and uh, so a great honor. So, Mike, you mentioned earlier you were out here last week, and I thought maybe what we could do on this episode is maybe just talk about some of the things that we chatted with with people because we had the opportunity to meet with several what I would call DI professionals while you were out here. If people know you and I, they know we like to do two things, uh, ask questions and then pontificate. And so I thought maybe what we do is, hey, what, what did we learn from, from these people and what were the kind of conversations? So maybe I'll start with you and just ask you, I mean, from a global perspective, 
What were some of the things when you got on the airplane to go back to Denver, you know, you were thinking about? Well, one of the things I was thinking about is probably got something to do with you and I is the world of disability insurance is not young. <laughs> is it okay to start there? Yes, it is. You know, and there are, there is, there is an entire, and never take offense to be called young. It's, it's something that you should take pride in actually. And, you know, you can't control it, but appreciate that there is a, a, a relatively young group out there that is beginning to take disability insurance and hopefully can take it to the next level. But one of the things that I walked away with is God, and this is Chris, this is again, crystal ball. And you've heard you and I talk about this so much. There are salespeople out there that, that disability insurance is being sold. And I actually had a, a, a home office employee, a, a senior distribution person tell me, well, right now, Mike, what this product is, is it's online, it's commoditized, and people are just selling lowest price. And I actually don't agree with that. I think we've got to talk about training and have some enthusiasm for a product that still is is one of the most, if not the most. And I'm not poo-pooing life insurance at all. Uh, I think it's just as important. But a product, Chris, it's got to be out there and it's got to be sold. And we got to really, 22, once again, we have to get out there and sell this stuff. And we've got to start doing some training. Two years ago, one year ago, eight months ago, I'm always saying this is the best part-time job you can ever have. And to this day, I mean it. I just talked to a gentleman yesterday and I said, you know, how many appointments do you have a week? And, you know, this friend of mine from Baltimore, because I don't know, 12 to 15. And I said, so why is it impossible to maybe write one application per week? And, you know, the answer was simple, Chris. He goes, you know, if as long as you keep reminding me, Mike, I will probably do it. I did about 30 apps last year. I don't see a problem adding another 20. Just remind me to do it. So my little sales tip of the day before all of the takeaways is every single person has a telephone in the world now, and it's called an electronic phone. My kids call them personal pocket computers and not phones, but we know how they work. You know, it's okay to send somebody a text that you want to be a broker of yours, and it can also get kind of cute with a with a one and two and three word text on a Monday or a Tuesday is, you know what, don't forget DI with a thumbs up or a stupid emoji or anything, and you do it constantly. Until somebody asks you not to, then nobody's going to get mad at you for doing this, but it shows you care because you really do care. And it's a constant reminder. So some of those things we kick around, Chris, is there's a thousand little easy ideas. There's some enthusiastic GAs and regional vice presidents for various carriers out there that you and I talk to. Let's start reaching out to folks and let's not have a flat 22. I mean, I think you, uh, I was actually spent a fair amount of time with uh, Jeff Peterson of Truluma. He doesn't ever want to be flat. You don't want to be flat. I don't. I think there's a whole lot more of us. Um, it's not three of us. There's lots of us out here. I don't think we need an industry flat in 22. I think the opportunity to take this and suddenly start growing by five to 7% again is not too much to ask. What are your thoughts? You know, Mike, it's, it's, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Do you remember the book? This goes probably goes back maybe 10 years called The Secret. Yes. What you think about comes about those types of things. And the, the, the thing about the secret that's the missing ingredient is the action. So, yes, we can think about something we would like to achieve, whatever it is, personal, professional, but you still have to take action. So, and I, to your point, going back to your producer in Baltimore, 12 to 15 appointments a week would be stunning in today's world. Now, when you and I came into business, that would be average at best. Well, today that's superstar status because producers have assets under management. I mean, they're having three to five appointments a week. And so it's a different world we've talked about this the distribution system has changed 
But, you know, going back to the concept of the secret, yeah, you got to think about it, but then you got to take action. And Mike, to your point, whether it's a phone call, whether it's a text, whether it's an email, if producers that are listening to this would just reach out to their prospects and clients who they already have a relationship, sometimes it's a new relationship, sometimes it's a very long-term, deep relationship, to your point, Mike, they're not going to get ticked off at them. They're going to feel appreciative that you're thinking about them. And, and, and look, some will, some won't. So what next? Right. We just, but we, we got to take that action. Chris, you sent me a video, which obviously you sent it as I was on my way home last week from, from Seattle. It was a 15 minute clip and there's a basically a single sentence in there that has resonated with me. And I thought about actually every day this week. And what exactly was that sentence you said? I think you'll remember. Yeah, it's from somebody who I've followed for many years, Dan Sullivan. He says, your future's got to be greater than your past. Well said. I just, you know, I just said that to a 13-year-old last night because she just started playing basketball. So it doesn't matter where it fits, because here's what I decided. It fits everywhere, every day. I just had a conversation with a a guy from Virginia who's a, a, a DI brokerage guy and he's only in his third year and so chris you can imagine how hard that was so uh you know starting when covid kind of started too right so the first year we'll call it a bust and he's like mike what what do i need to do um and i'm calling you because i one i listen to your podcast which i greatly appreciate he listens to you and i um and he goes i've got a lot of sales ideas he goes but how do what do i how do i keep going and the first sentence i gave him chris was that yesterday is, you know, the key is, is your future has to be greater than your past and keep that in your mind every single day that you get up and you go to work. And I don't care what, what you do in the insurance industry or financial planning industry. That, that's what it needs to be. It's okay to sit and retire. And I, and I respect everybody that does all that. It's a great thing. But if you're out now, you've got to focus. This is a job and you've got to do the job as best you can. Now we've got. So many things going on. The Band-Aid is going to be ripped off of this of this two-year. It'll never be the same. Books will be written. Chris, I watched a movie last night that was done, and it was a satire on COVID. Can you believe that? <laughs> two sisters went, and I can't even remember the name of the movie, but two sisters went from Albuquerque, New Mexico. This is, And I got a point to this. Albuquerque, New Mexico, on a road trip to save their grandmother from the COVID and of all places, the state of Washington, and she was in a rest home. So, and it was nothing but satire on the COVID between, you know, drinking um, sanitizer because some guy spit at a, a girl riding down the, uh, she was driving her car down the highway and he spit at her with his motorcycle. <laughs> but anyway, the point is it's all over. It's got to be over. It's got to be done. And we've got this whole change in dynamic on on where people are working. And Chris, it sounds like there's so many more entrepreneurs somewhere. Would you agree? Somewhere, somehow, doing something. Absolutely, Mike. And you know, we through 2021 when we talked about sales ideas and opportunities, these entrepreneurs. You know, some of them are well established, but my goodness, there's been there's been so many people who have gone the entrepreneurial route as a result of all of the issues surrounding COVID. So. You know, they're, they're doing the making lemonade out of lemons, if you will. Well, let's go out there and talk to them about the need to protect their income. There's so many of them out there that, that, uh, that are willing to have a conversation regarding income protection and risk management in general. Well, that's what we need to talk about 
constantly and you just hit the nail on the head but you know when you've talked about you know four million here five million there and then i have a friend i had breakfast with just right here in town just a week ago and he's always done idi but he was a pretty big group guy and he goes i don't see idi existing in a few years i think it's all going to be group insurance and i said but how can it all be group insurance when we're no longer going to have maybe corporate groups you know what i mean you know, my wife runs her own company, you know, she, and you know this because she has a staging company. She has five or six or seven people work for it. Everyone is a 1099, Chris, and they're gladly 1099. So, you know, her her business is a group of one. I have my, my business. Mine's a group of one. This is so important here is we had this conversation last week with a group of, of people. And, you know, we, we talked and I, I know we've said it on this podcast before. When you and I entered the workforce, the averages were we were going to have five jobs in our working lifetime. Well, somebody who enters the workforce today is going to have seven careers, not jobs, careers. And what we talked about last week was the fact that there are going to be times during that lifespan, that working lifespan, where an individual is going to be with a company that does have group LTD. And then maybe they become an entrepreneur. And then maybe they go back to work for somebody who maybe doesn't have group LTD. So the point being is having a disability insurance policy for these younger people is actually more important today than when you and I got started in the 1980s because the world was a was a much different place. The work environment was very you know, corporate focused or, or at least we had an idea where we were going. But today there's so many things that are changing. So having that individual policy that, that they can take with them wherever they go, whatever the circumstances are, what I, I really think that. To me, if I'm a producer talking to somebody young, that's all I'm talking about. I'm not talking about non-can, O-not, cola, all that residual, three types of residual. It's, look, here's the reality. Here's what you're going to be facing with in your working lifetime, and you cannot afford to be without coverage right during the gap because when do you tend to get your butt eaten up? It's when you're in the gap. So sorry for the sermon, but that's, I'm so passionate about, about that particular part of younger people buying disability insurance. Well, Chris, you know, we're saying the same thing over, and this is intentional on our, on our, on our part this morning is to say it over. So take the text concept that I said, if you're a brokerage person, when, and I know a fair number of brokerage people out there, take not the top 20 people to remind them, because you know what, the path of least resistance is the easy way. And so you already go to the people that are writing business. They don't need everything from you other than a good job and a way to go. You know, even, you know, I think even, some of the greatest athletes of all time. Sometimes a check is not as great as 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 somebody telling you thank you for the phenomenal job or the efforts or whatever you put in. In other words, if you win the Super Bowl, sometimes I think that trophy and ring, and you would probably agree to an awful lot of people, means more than the bonus check they get. Wouldn't you agree? That's why so many of them hung on for so long because they never got that. They had all the money in the world, but they didn't have the ring. No, and and, and that and that point is as as a brokerage person, you. You can facilitate and help people get there. And with something as simple as a text on somebody that doesn't really know you, you have all their contact data. If they're calling you for a quote once every two weeks, but not selling a disability insurance, there, I'm going to give you the perfect client as a brokerage person to go and see, not see, but contact, call them, cup of coffee when they say I'm busy and it's this and this. Say, you know what? Everybody likes to eat. Everybody likes to have a cup of coffee or a glass of tea or a juice. Give me 10 minutes of your time. Sit down with them and tell them, you know what I'm going to do this year in 22? I'm going to remind you to sell income protection every 10 days. I'm going to send you a text. Are you cool with that? 
just to say, hey, because you've told me to my face, and Chris, I've heard this 10,000 times in my life, God, I wish I did more. Have you ever heard that? <laughs> so I'm going to help you do more just by something as simple as that. And you know, the only thing I'm going to tell you to focus on was the same thing I told my young friend from Virginia to focus on. Don't do premium. Do app count. Do activity that you can control. And this is what we talked about in Seattle. Let's, let's, Chris, if you want to be in complete control, what did you tell me the other day that you said I said 20 years ago? You want control, you got to give up control. Yeah. So just make it easy on everybody and decide to text. For those of you that have clients that have never bought disability insurance, you do the exact same thing. And I'm going to go back to something I said in the first summit that Chris, you and I ever did, which is how this morphed into what it is today. And what I said is you need to get to your clients vis-a-vis voicemail, a text, I don't care, an email. And for 22, you look at that list of all your clients, every client, break it off under the age of, we'll call it, I don't care, 50, married or not is no matter. You know their incomes. You already know them, their clients. And tell them one thing in a simple sentence. Hey, as we kick off into 22, it's been a crazy last two years. You know what, though? I owe you a conversation. And that's all you have to say. I owe you a conversation. I'm going to give you a holler tomorrow. It'll only take less than five minutes. If you do something, you don't have to copy me exactly, but if you do something like that, you know how many people are still willing to talk? Problem is some people aren't willing to talk face-to-face, Chris, right? They go, well, let's just Zoom it. Well, you can Zoom it and have the conversation still, correct? Absolutely. But it's 22 early. Let's make that Limra number for disability insurance across the nation, all carriers, all people that are involved in this business. Let's let's take that number off the flat status. And let's take it up into the right like we did for so many years. That's the plan for 22, I hope. And I hope a whole bunch of agents, brokers, financial planners, and everybody that's in our industry is willing to get on board and help us get up into the right with every single carrier and everybody that writes this product in 22. Because it's time. It's time. It's time to get back. All right, Mike. Four things as we close. Uh, number one, I love that. I owe you a conversation. Okay? It's takeaway number one. Takeaway number two, if you know Bob Herman, make sure you reach out to him via email or text or on LinkedIn. Tell him congratulations. Number three, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to our podcast. And number four, if you know somebody who needs to be listening to the podcast, make sure that you send them the link to it so they can partake in this information. Hopefully they will prescribe or subscribe rather. So Mike, thanks for your time today and enjoy the rest of your day. And I'll talk to you next week. Chris, safe travels and thank you. Be well.